0: It's a cultural thing, and it's something that we deal not only in the military, but also in the American culture, and there needs to be more things done, but I think that's, that's probably the biggest challenge, but it also has changed a lot for the better, even in that area. I just feel like there's a long way to go.
1: Hi there, and welcome in to a brand new week on Celebrity Salute dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. Amanda Huffman is a military spouse and veteran who served in the Air Force for six years as a civil engineer, including a combat deployment to Afghanistan. She deployed with the Army on her Provincial Reconstruction Team, where she was awarded a Bronze Star and Air Force Combat Action Medal. She also worked on energy management at Headquarters Air Force Material Command at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. In 2013, she traded in her combat boots for a diaper bag to stay home with her two boys and follow her husband's military career. She is a host and creator of the Women of the Military podcast. There, she shares the stories of women who have served or continue to serve in the military. Her journey to entrepreneurship began when she started her blog, Airman to Mom, in early 2014. It took her time to find her path. Today, she's active in the veteran community, working to highlight women and share their stories. She's also working to help those considering military service with her YouTube channel, A Girl's Guide to the Military. We're honored to have Amanda Huffman join us here on Celebrity Salute. Amanda, how are you?
0: I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's so great to talk about this because uh, not a lot of people are talking about it. I mean, I think this is really an area, especially because you, you hit it from all sides, right? I mean, you were in a service, you were a military spouse, you're a military mom. I mean, there are a lot of different approaches uh, that, that you have at all of these different things. Uh, what? How was your transition back to uh, civilian life?
0: Uh, it was a train wreck. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I like to say it was, I wasn't prepared for the emotions and the challenges that I would face when I was leaving. I didn't realize how much my identity was wrapped up into the military and my service. And so when I left the military, became a military spouse and a mom and lost that identity. I was like, what is going on? And I really lost myself in it. It took a long time to find a new purpose, a new passion and like the focus for the future.
1: Yeah. You kind of threw yourself into it here. I mean, you've got so many things going on. I love the idea for the YouTube channel too, a girl's guide to the military. What kind of questions do you get from women that are considering joining the military?
0: A lot of them have questions about career fields, surprisingly. They want to talk to someone in the career field that they are interested in. And so I get a lot of questions of people are like, I want to be a veterinarian in the military, but I don't know anyone who's done that. Can you find someone? And so I utilize my LinkedIn network a lot to find women who've served in those career fields. And then also they ask general questions about like, how do I pick my branch What career field should I do? What's it like to be a woman in the military? Things like that. But a lot of questions focus around, like, can I talk to someone who's done this job?
1: Mm. Yeah, that is good stuff. And, you know, things have changed so much for women. Now, I say that. I'm not a woman. But I've uh, interviewed a lot of uh, females that were in the military. And I know you have, too. You've talked to women who were in the, the military in the past. Um, have have things changed uh, for the better? And or or are there some things that are still kind of sticking around that uh, are not so good?
0: I think things have changed overall for the better. I mean, when I started talking to people and learned that women couldn't serve in the military and be pregnant, I was shocked and had no idea that that was like how far we've come. And now women can serve as moms and they can get more time off from maternity leave. And they've changed a lot of things. I think the biggest challenge that the military is dealing with, and they still have a long way to go is military sexual trauma, because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a cultural thing. And it's something that we deal not only in the military, but also in the American culture. And there needs to be more things done. But I think that's, that's probably the biggest challenge. But it also has changed a lot for the better, even in that area. I just feel like there's a long way to go.
1: Yeah, we've had uh, CBS uh, anchor person Nora O'Donnell on a program many times, and she she's done a, a series of features of, about that uh, same topic. And you're right. I mean, it's you know that's not something that's going to uh, clear up overnight, but it is something that people are talking about. And I think anytime you get people talking about an issue that you know is kind of in the background. That's a good thing, right?
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, and there's been a lot of good things, like Vanessa Gian act. That tragedy was changed into an act that has done so much for women and for men in the military. So I think there are good things, but there's still more work to do.
1: So, Amanda, you also talk a lot about uh, military spouse issues. (laughs) Give me a few of those.
0: I think... One of the top ones that you hear a lot about is mill spouse unemployment. And then for me personally, I, as an entrepreneur, I don't have to worry about unemployment because I just make my own path, but not getting the same respect as a service member or not having the military value what I have going on in my life. A lot of times I'm like jockeying around trying to make things work because my husband's career comes first and I understand like the mission but sometimes I'm I get a little frustrated because I'm like I'm important too and right. I have stuff going on but it it's nice we moved to California and so my parents live about 4 hours away so in early May we have a conflict and they're coming down to help watch my kids so that I can do what I want to do and my husband who's going to be TDY will be able to do his TDY. But I think that's like one of the hardest things is like when you're far away from family and you have like two competing things, the military member obviously goes first because that's part of military life.
1: Well, and and it's nice that you have uh, served. So you, completely understand that. I mean, I think a lot of you and you probably hear from a lot of military spouses that maybe don't get that or uh, don't get it as much as you do. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do. Yeah, I I definitely understand it because it is something that I is ingrained into who I am. And I think it's one of the advantages that I have. It it doesn't make it less annoying, though, (laughs) even though I understand it. I'm still frustrated by
1: it. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about your podcast a little bit, uh, Women of the Military. What kind of things do you focus on, and, and who have you, you talked to?
0: So I always start the podcast with, why did you decide to join the military? And then we go through different highlights of their career, and then talk about their transition out of the military and what they're doing today. And then we end it with, what advice would they give to the next generation of women who want to serve? And I've done over 200 episodes. Oh, and. Wow. I've got to interview so many amazing people. I got to interview, uh, now I'm blanking on her name, but she was the, Deborah, she was the Secretary of the Air Force. That was really exciting. That was a long time ago. Oh, wow. And then jo- General Wilma Vaught was on the podcast, and next month I have uh, Kim Campbell. She just had a book come out, and she's a A-10 pilot, and I really enjoyed her book and her insight, and there's just so many amazing women that I, I like pinch myself after interviews. Cause I'm like, I can't believe I got to talk to this yeah. person. It's just really cool.
1: And what kind of, have you had some surprises uh, from people that you maybe didn't expect to hear?
0: You mean when I talk to them about their story? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. There's so many different things. I remember one time I interviewed Annie Brock and she served during the 80s and I was like, Oh, it'll be a good interview, but it probably won't be that exciting. And then she like told me her story and I was like, Oh my goodness, who knew so much stuff was happening in the military in the eighties and all the different challenges. And so yeah, sometimes even I have my own bias because I look at like what the time frame or how long they've served and I'm like, oh, it's gonna just be like a typical interview, not nothing too earth-shattering, and then You interview them, and they have these like crazy stories of things you had no idea that women could do in the 80s. And that's what they were doing. So, definitely, there's a lot of surprising stories. And I'm always blown away by what I get to hear from the women.
1: That's so cool. She's got the Women of the Military podcast as well as a girl's guide to the military. Uh, so tell me about your story then, Amanda. How What, what led you to the military and kind of got you interested?
0: So I graduated high school in 2002. So September 11th happened my senior year of high school. And before that, I was kind of unaware that the military was a career option. And then the military, you know, they showed their force and were ready to defend the United States when that happened. And it kind of opened my eyes to the military. And as an introvert, it took me a while before I actually decided to join. But my freshman year of college, I started looking into joining. And one of my friends was doing the Reserve Officer Training Corps program, ROTC, at the four-year university that I was near. And he invited me to the open house and it felt like a great fit. I could keep going to college, I would get my degree and then commission into the Air Force. And I could also try it out. And if the military wasn't for me, I could walk away hmm. because there was no scholarship. You could try it out without a scholarship. So it was just like something I could try out. And and I loved it. And so then I stayed.
1: Tell me about your first day in the military.
0: In ROTC or on active duty?
1: On active duty.
0: So I... So when I went active duty, I actually drove from California to Alabama and then I showed up for a six week second lieutenant school. And I just remember being a little overwhelmed, being like, Where am I? It's I'm on a military base. I'm staying in like essentially dorms and not knowing where I was. At least I knew how to put my uniform because it was all sewn on because it was BDUs. And (laughs) I just remember like what what is going on where am I and it was also really fun because I got to meet a bunch of other second lieutenants and we were all pretty much clueless so it was <laughs> really interesting and fun way to join the military
1: yeah you know it's always uh, that, that makes you feel better when everybody else is clueless too you, you, you know we, nobody knows what to do here what's <laughs> this is the military <laughs>
0: Yep. Yeah, for uh,
1: sure. That's pretty cool. And, and what kind, you know, I hear stories all the time of people who joined the military that formed these lifelong bonds with uh, with people they served with. And I'm sure that's the the same with you, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I met my husband in ROTC and we're still married. So there's one friendship that
1: <laughs> that's good. My life. Check that one off.
0: Yeah, and then when I deployed to Afghanistan, I met three other people and we're still connected over 10 years later. We've gone to each other's we've met at different places across the country and done meetups we just met up in february and did a 10 mile run and in florida and it was really fun to see everyone and we all didn't have kids and now some of us have kids some of us are retired and life is totally different than it was when we were in afghanistan
1: is it uh, tougher to serve or tougher to be a military spouse
0: Oh, that's a good question. I think I think it is harder to be left behind. So as a military spouse, you don't have the support network in the same way that you do when you're overseas. I think sometimes the mission when you're overseas is a little harder, but you have other people who are going through it. I know as a military spouse, I spent a lot of time alone and I haven't had people that I can reach out to talk to. But when I was deployed and I had a really hard day, the people around me were going through the same thing. Mm. So I had someone to talk to. So I think they're both hard, but I would give the edge to military spouse.
1: Wow. Amanda, I, I just so appreciate your perspective and your candor. Uh, In talking about these things, because it's so important. And and just like you talked about, I mean, there aren't a lot of of women, uh, especially that can can relate to other women on on a topic like this, but the women of the military podcast, and then your YouTube channel, a girl's guide to the military. That is just fantastic. What's the best way for people to find out more information about you and everything you're doing?
0: So the best place to go is my blog, airmentomom.com. And if you like social media, I'm most active on LinkedIn. And that is the best place to find me. Um, Yeah.
1: Well, great stuff. And uh, continued great success to you. Uh, We're going to run this on our radio show. And we're going to make it the topic of our podcast, Celebrity Salute, this week. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. You've been listening to Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute is produced by Brainstorm Media and distributed by National Defense Network with host Randy Miller and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us at NationalDefenseNetwork.com. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, Alexa, play the National Defense Network podcast.